Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks the answer to the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. My name is Daryl and I'm once again here by myself. No co-host with me today, but that's okay. Bear with me and we'll get through this one. But this is an important one. This one maybe I should have did last week because this past Sunday was Reformation Day. And that is a day we remember when Martin Luther nailed his 95 Theses to the church door in Wittenberg. Now, this church door was basically a bulletin board, so it wasn't like he was vandalizing the the church door, as some people think. Or I remember even being taught in a public high school that that's what he did, but no one told me it was a bulletin board. I'm thinking this, this crazy monk was vandalizing the Catholic Church, but that's not what he did at all. He was protesting, starting a protest, against the sale of indulgences that Tetzel was collecting indulgences, and indulgences are basically how he was selling them is, is a way to get out of purgatory or earlier time off purgatory. And his slogan was, when a coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. But Luther saw this, thought it wasn't scriptural, wrote 95, 95 problems, 95 theses, that he, he had issues with, and he just wanted to basically have a conversation. He wanted to, he wrote it in Latin, but some of his students took it and translated it into German, and the printing press was out at the time, so they printed it. It went out, and things happened, and long story short, it led him eventually to studying the scriptures more and seeing that there was a lot that the Roman Catholic Church was teaching that wasn't what the Bible teaches. And the main thing that we get from it, and that we should remember, is what is the gospel? What is salvation? How are we saved? How are we made right before a holy God? Is it by grace and faith plus works, plus what we do? Like, do we believe and then we have to do our part? Does God save us this much and then we have to come the rest of the way? Which many false churches teach. They add to what Christ has done. They add to his finished work. They add to faith. But as Protestant, and for me as a Reformed Presbyterian, it's, it's not, you can't add anything to that. You know what, I, I believe most evangelical churches will teach something like that, but we need to still keep going to the scriptures and remembering that it, salvation is in Christ alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, through the glory of God alone, according to the scripture alone, our sole authority and faith is the word of God. It is authoritative. It is inerrant. As many people who are deconstructing their faith, reconstructing their faith, they have a problem with inerrancy. And I think it's a definition of inerrancy, a false definition that they have the problem with. But that's another show for, for another time. But today what I want to discuss is this assurance of salvation. Because in the in Roman Catholic teaching then and now, you cannot have assurance of your salvation they say it's a sin of presumption to presume to presume that you're saved, but that's not what the scripture teaches. The scripture teaches that we can know we are saved. The, the, the apostles in the New Testament several times says that, you know, John in the Gospel of John says, I write these things that you may know. And Paul's writing to the churches to assure them of their salvation. So I just want to go through one passage today and start here. This is, this is usually the one to go to for uh, Protestants who want to present the, the faith alone, grace alone. 
argument, and that is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For he are, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So here Paul is assuring them, for by it's, it's grace. For by grace you are saved through faith. So faith is the instrument. Faith, because ultimately, what is it faith in that we are saved by? We are saved by grace through faith in the finished work of Christ, in his perfect life. You know, we, we need to be holy as God is holy. We need to be perfect, perfectly obeying the law, and we can't. Yet Christ, God himself, in the person of Jesus Christ, second person of the Trinity, took on flesh, lived a perfectly sinless life. This is the active obedience of Christ for us. So we believe that. We believe Christ, Jesus Christ, lived for us. He lived a life for us, perfectly righteous. And then he dies on, a, on the cross, his passive obedience. He died the death I deserved. He died the death sinners deserve. So we have our faith in that, in that finished work of Christ. And even Jesus on the cross before he died says, it is finished to tell us die. Paid in full. Even him there is saying it is finished. He did everything. We rest in Christ. We have faith in Christ. By the grace of God, the unmerited favor, we can now be seen as righteous, imputed to us, credited to our account, Jesus' righteousness, an alien righteousness, given to us by grace through faith. And this is not your own doing. We didn't do anything to deserve this. It's unmerited favor. It is a gift of God. That's what the verse says. It is a gift of God, not a result of works. We didn't work for it. If we worked for it, we can boast in it. We can boast and say, look at this great salvation that I earned. Or meeting it halfway. Yes, God gave me this gift of grace, but then I worked the rest of the way through it and I earned heaven. Or even I went to purgatory to be purged of the rest of my sin, of my temporal sin. That is not in the scriptures. That is not what this verse says or any verse. You will not find any verse that says we have to work for our salvation. Yes, there is work we have to do, and that's in verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So there's what is called sanctification. We are being made holy. We are being sanctified in, by the Holy Spirit, by God himself. You know, there's a verse that says, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. So you look at that and you say, oh, see, I have to work out my salvation. But you, you got to keep going. Um, work out your salvation in fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to work and to do. I don't have that scripture offhand. I'm going on memory, and some of that might be my paraphrase. But basically, yes, we work out our salvation, but it's God who's working through us, the Holy Spirit working through us, sanctifying us, making us more into the image of Christ. But we are saved by his grace, this verse says it, by grace, through faith, and we can't boast about it. Well, let's back up in Ephesians 2, the beginning of Ephesians 2. It proves even more that we can't do anything to be saved. I'll start from the beginning of chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, 
the spirit that is now in the work of the sons of disobedience. So we were dead in our sin. And again, Paul's writing to Christians, writing to the church, he's writing to them to encourage them and assure them of their salvation. He's telling them, you were dead, but now you are made alive. Verse 3, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So the rest of mankind who aren't in Christ, who haven't put their faith in Christ, they still are children of wrath. Here it goes. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he had loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. God makes us alive together with Christ. We, we hear the gospel, the Holy Spirit works, regenerates our hearts. We are born again. We are made alive by our works. No, no. By grace, you have been saved. Grace, unmerited favor. Grace, God loved us. Before the foundation, I can go back to Ephesians 1, before the foundation of the world. But I just want to stay here today and just be brief with you, but to the point, to the point. There's churches out there today, even Protestant churches, who will add works. There's, there's preachers who mean well, who want to kind of scare people into living you know, a righteous life. And I get it, but we need clear, and maybe I'll do an episode on this law, law gospel distinction. But, but we can know we are saved. That's the bottom line of what I want to get across to you today. You can know you're saved. Why? Is it, I, I heard somebody once say, oh, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your walk as a Christian? And I don't like that test because I'm never a 10. No one's ever a 10. We're not 10. Like... On my best days, maybe a five, maybe a six, but but I can't assess it. I can't look at my works and what I do and how I live as a Christian to know I'm I'm saved. I have to look at Christ. I have to look everything at Christ. I have to every day, every second of the day, like that hymn, "Lord, I need you," because we do. We need Him. We have to look at Christ. How do you know you're saved? Because you trust Christ. Because His Word says it. Because this is His Word. The Word of God tells me what I must do to be saved. Repent and believe. Turn from, you know, have my brain changed, basically, to believe something I could not believe without the power of the Holy Spirit, to be made alive, to be born again. And we are, we, by grace you have been saved. And then verse 6, And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in coming ages he might show his immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. This is to the glory of God. You are saved by grace to the glory of God, so that he may show his riches to us in Christ Jesus. Look to Christ. Turn to Christ and live. I love that saying, because we can't live apart from him. We are dead. These verses written by Paul, by the power of the Holy Spirit, inspired Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is telling us we are saved by grace. Nothing we can do. Turn to Christ and live. And I'll, I'll read these verses again right here in verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. It's beautiful. For he, we are his workmanship. We are the workmanship of God in Christ, created in Christ for good works. So we're created for good works. We're not saved by works. 
But once we are saved, we will do good works. Why? Because God prepared them beforehand that we should walk in them. And brothers and sisters, we will walk in them. And everybody's going to be walking at a different pace. All, all, and that's the body of Christ working together. It's beautiful body of Christ, gifted in different ways to do good works, to glorify God. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And we do that, why? To earn heaven. To get to heaven one day. To maybe get to heaven. Maybe we can know. Maybe we're good enough. Maybe we're better than that other person. I didn't do this or that. They did it. I didn't do that. No. You're not saved by your works. Don't look to your works to know if you're saved. Look to Christ. Look to His finished work. His perfect life. He never sinned. Yet, He died as if He sinned. He became sin who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Brothers and sisters, you have turned to Christ. You are alive. You can know you are saved. That is a beautiful thing that came back out of the Reformation, and it wasn't completely gone. There were still... The Word of God is alive. It can never, it can never be totally done away with because God would never let that happen and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church and it never has God always has his remnant but right now I want you to come away from this this podcast today knowing that you are saved by the grace of God and only by the finished work of Christ so look to Christ keep looking to Christ and if you're not saved if you haven't turned to Christ may the Holy Spirit Work in your heart, regenerate you so that you may be born again to believe this great truth. And it is true. It is so true. And without it, we have nothing. Without Christ, we are nothing. All glory be to Christ, our King. Again, thank you for listening. And listen to the other podcasts in the Christian podcast community. as We are part of the Christian podcast community. Hopefully get some more episodes out to you in the coming weeks. Uh, give me some feedback. Let me know what, what you want me to talk about since it's probably going to be me solo for a while. Hopefully we'll get Karen back on the show. Maybe get some guests. But I just want to, want to want you to rest assured tonight. You can follow me on Twitter, Daryl J. Updike, or just Daryl Updike. I forget what it is. Uh, but each each night, each evening, I like to encourage Christians out there and, and to sleep well. Uh, basically... You know, the whole point of that is I started it to encourage, you know, it's words I have to live as well and see. And as Christians, we should sleep well. We should rest well because, as I've said this whole podcast, Jesus has done it all for us. We just have to believe. And then through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will be sanctified. So you can follow those posts on Twitter. I also do it on my Facebook. You can find me there, too. Just search Daryl James Updike and instagram all all the social media outlets but so find me give me some feedback and just rest well in christ sleep well so until next time we pray you continue to seek the kingdom of god and find out what we are even doing here grace and peace drive safe baby